So last week we talked about two disciples of Jesus who are walking home with their heads low because their leader, Jesus, well, he was nailed to the cross and put to death. Now, on their journey, suddenly this mysterious man joined them. We know he's actually Jesus, but they didn't know that. Now, these disciples missed Jesus because they didn't have the proper framing of God's story. So, Jesus did what anybody would do. He had a quick Bible study with them. Now, you think a Bible study with Jesus is enough to open anyone's eyes, right? Well, today, Stan continues this story and shares with us what else we need to properly connect with God. Good morning. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity to uh, meet together and learn about uh, the second part of the passage that was started last Sunday. And this whole passage reminds me of an incident in uh, my recent visit with my grandson, Elliot, up in Northern California. Elliot, uh, I hadn't seen for over a year. And so I didn't know anything about him. And he got used to me pretty quickly. But uh, one thing I noticed was he's very uh, unafraid to express what's going on. His parents uh, don't usually have their phones. Well, they have their phones on silent, but I don't. And so every time somebody would text me or send me an email, my phone would go off. And Elliot would hear it and ask, what's happening? Because he... It was a sound that was not the same as what he was used to. And, and so that's kind of what the disciples are saying here. They're asking each other, what's happening? Because they've seen Jesus die, and then they've seen or they've heard these reports and, uh, of him being alive. So they can't quite understand how does all this fit together. It basically comes down to, for me, a question of, well, where are you, God, in this? Uh, what, are, what are you trying to tell us? Or where are you? And one of the things that uh, we saw last week was Jesus was right there. He, in fact, he came alongside them and started talking to them. Uh, but uh, they didn't recognize him. And so we're going to continue with that. And uh, we, we left off last week with this Jesus just expounding scripture. And so why don't we uh, take it up where they've gone through this teaching and see what happens. So could you read it for us, Lori? Okay. It's Luke 24, 28 through 35. So they drew near to the village to which they were going and he acted as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly saying, stay with us for it's toward evening and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them, and when he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Okay, what's happening? 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of confusing. It seems like Jesus, right after the teaching, kind of wants to move on to let them just kind of settle in and meditate or take in those things. But they want more. And so they ask him to come in and they sit down. And yet in that interaction, there still wasn't this recognition of who Jesus was. And then they sit down for a meal. And it's at that meal where he breaks the bread that it says that he, they recognize him. That's symbolic of uh, like in communion, the breaking of the bread is the breaking of Jesus's body. And to me, it's, it's he's actually showing his heart and his love for them. So at that point, all of a sudden, they recognize this is Jesus because because they have an encounter with the heart of God and knowing that his heart is for them. To being able to know the love of God is not knowing as much about the love of God, but being able to experience it personally. Yeah. And, and okay, the experience is so important. And that's why, you know, we talk about experiencing heaven together. <laughs> so like, why did they finish out the meal? Or like, <laughs> they recognize him, they see him, they recognize him, and then he vanishes. Like, yeah. why? Yeah. And I think it's um, the great commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And a second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And the, the full message of the gospel is not just loving God, it's loving people. And in order to fully experience the relationship that God designed for us to have is to be able to experience Him, but also experience a love for people and a love for ourselves because we're people, we're people too. And then he disappears because he doesn't want this just to be a private experience. He, if you notice what they do is they immediately go and want to tell the other people. And I think that's what Jesus was really instilling in them is a relationship with me is not about just you and me and, and we don't, worry about anything else relationship between god and ourselves is also going to be inclusive of what's going on around us and i believe that's what experiencing heaven together is about it's it's about not just meeting together but actually journeying together and being together and having these uh experiences together and loving one another no that's really good and so if you could just sum it up, like, what do you see in this passage about being connected to God? Yeah. First thing is that uh, things aren't always going to fit together. Even when God God is journeying with us, they still were in this ambiguity. They they were they didn't know. And then Jesus gives them scripture and tells them scripture. But scripture alone doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to see God because they heard, they understood, it was a great experience, but they didn't recognize Jesus. And so scripture alone is not enough. Being in a group is not necessarily going to lead us to see God because they brought him into his house, they sat down, uh, continued talking, he was there, 
but they still didn't recognize him as Jesus until he broke the bread. And that to me, like I said, is representing the love of God. Until we individually see that God's love is for us, that we aren't going to see God. But even when we do see that, I believe that our urge is going to be to tell other people and to, to be in community. Because to really be changed means that we have to be in community and really see God together and have him together. So I think the, there's a connection that uh, he wants to have that includes himself, others, and loving ourselves too. So what are some steps? I know you have like you always have good questions for us to ponder and reflect on. What are some things we can be thinking about? So uh, I think one of the first things is uh, asking ourselves, in what ways am I recognizing that God is walking with me in my ambiguity and wants to engage with me where I am? Uh, when we have ambiguity, it does not mean that we're uh, that God is not there. That He's, the, as this passage shows, Jesus was there, and in fact, the first thing He does is He asks a question, right? What are you talking about? And I believe it's always the question that God has for us, that he approaches us with questions, not commands. And so the first thing he's always going to ask is something like, where are you? And so uh, in those places of confusion, uh, I think a good thing to ponder is, do I recognize that God is here? You recognize that God wants to connect with me. And then the second question is, as I look at my relationship with God, what are some ways I've seen his heart for me? Because that was when they recognized who God was, was when they realized his heart for them individually. And so in our ambiguity uh, to know that, well, God loves me and God is for me. And if we don't have uh, if we have thoughts that are opposed to that, I think those those thoughts are meant to be discussed because they were journeying together, they were walking through. And through that, we can help each other see that, yeah, he is for you. And he's, he's meant to, to uh, not make your life more burdensome, but to ease your load. And so that leads to the second, the third question is, who are some people in my life who can share the journey with God, with me. And because it's important, I, I, I think this passage emphasizes the importance of uh, the relationship with God may be individual, but it's not meant to be private. I believe that the things that, are sh that God shares with you individually, he means for you to share with other people so that you can e even see in greater depth what he's what he's saying to you and that's not a knock against you it's a, it's really a uh, opportunity for you to bless somebody else because they're going to be able to, to either add to what you've said or it's going to add to what they've experienced so um, the the that's the third question is is really think about some people to be involved with because god has those and the last question is um 
it talks about burning in my heart is what are some places where I can explore the burning in my heart? Because that's kind of the, the, I believe when we have an encounter with scripture and we have that burning with our heart, it's designed uh, not just to study more. It, I think it's designed to share with other people and, and be able to realize well, what, what is God stirring in all of that? And part of it, um, if you look at this passage, is it was a confirmation of the resurrection that that their experience was going to confirm to the to the other disciples that Jesus was alive. So, yeah, I love that and how like when he vanishes, I think our our the story we tell ourselves is is like you're saying that he's abandoned us or forgotten us. But the, the story that we need to remember is, is yeah, that he's for us and mm-hmm. he, he loves us and, and he is with us. And, um, and I, I love how you brought out how they, they ran back to Jerusalem mm-hmm. and they didn't wait. It was getting dark and they were telling Jesus to come <laughs> in, it's getting late, but they went immediately back and they wanted to share with the disciples and, and how, I see, I feel like Jesus is vanishing is really to create space for us to connect with one another. Mm-hmm. I love what you said. Yeah, it's, it's about connecting with God, but it's in, connecting with others is included in that and how God designed mm-hmm. us and created us to be that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. And well, thank you for explaining this tough passage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like, what? What's happening? But it's so relevant and it's really um, so relevant for, like you said, what we're going through today um, with the pandemic and everything that's going on. So thank you for bringing light into this very ambiguity and dark yeah. world we live in at this, you know, during this time. Yeah. And, and to be reminded that, yeah, he's for us and he's with us and, and um, we we can search for him, but we, we need to do it together. And that's how we experience heaven together. Thank yeah, you. thanks. Thanks, Laurie.